0: Hi, I'm Chris Crazy Lux, Fonseca, the comedian from Colorado. Joining me is my buddy, Texas country legend, Pat Green. Pat- Hi, Chris. Chris. How are you, buddy? Well, I'm doing fine.
1: Thanks for asking, Chris. It's great to see your face. I love that picture behind you right there. You, you can see that I have brown hair in my beard at that time in my life. So obviously <laughs> you and I are going gray. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing fine, man. We've had we've had COVID twice in my family. So uh, yeah, just right now, everybody's still healthy. We never really had a bad case, but uh, we're just, you know, going, going with the flow like everybody else.
0: Well, that's good. I know you're finally doing a couple shows again.
1: Yeah, that's right. We're happy to get the band back together as much as possible right now. I guess you're probably in the same boat. As much as you can get out there, you will.
0: Yeah. I did a show in December with Dave Chappelle in Austin. Fantastic. It's funny because I as one put our buddies bread down a heart and clay corn. And
1: Man, that's awesome. I'm so glad you got to do that.
0: And when I talked to um, Dave's head of security, I told him where I was going. And he was like, Oh my God, you know Pat Green?
1: <laughs>
0: and, Anywhere in Texas, if I need anything, all I have to do is say Pat Green and boom and in. So thank you for that.
1: It's absolutely my pleasure, Chris. Yeah, i I feel lucky that um, you know, Texas has been so so incredibly good to me and my band and to my friends and um you know, I, I, and it's it's given me the privilege like meeting you and getting to know you through all these years. I was trying to think about it when I saw this come up on my calendar that I was doing your podcast. I want to say we met around 18 years ago. Is that about right? 17 or 18 years yeah, ago? Yeah,
0: I think so. We met through breath. Um, yeah, that's right. I think you may have seen me like in college when yeah. there was a comedy club called Froggy Bottoms. Sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, Texas. Absolutely, that? yep. I know that, like I talked to Corey one time, and Corey apparently took defensive driving.
1: That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I guess she was a bad girl.
1: Well, she still is. Nothing's changed, but she's still my wife, yeah. so I'll, I'll keep her on the payroll.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I have watched the Ray Wade video a million times. It wasn't until about six months ago that I <laughs> Did realized Corey realize was, was in the video because every time I would see I was like, that girl looks familiar, and then it was like Madonna. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. She's been in every one of the videos we've made, and um, with the exception, I think, of Baby Doll, we had an actress that played uh, my my significant other in that, and and that's the one video Corey will never watch. So uh, <laughs> we just let funny. that one go.
0: That funny, you know, I. I had a question from a guy online. He asked that when you drink, when you sing Girls from Texas, David asked, did your Louisiana like get upset because Corey from Louisiana,
1: correct? No, see, Corey's from the Panhandle. She's up in, uh, up in the northern part of uh, uh, northwestern Texas. So, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. you know, now, the, the, the thing that Corey has a problem with that song is that I mentioned all these other girls, and she was like, well, when were you hanging out with all those other girls? <laughs> and I was like, never, honey. It was, it's just a song. It's just a song.
0: Exactly. Corey, I, I was no part of that.
1: Yeah, no. I I was I've been a one woman a one woman man all my life. I did I never had a date before I met my wife. Let's just keep it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good, good answer. Good answer. Um. So you started playing in your college days at Texas Tech. Do you remember where your first gig was?
1: Yeah, it was a place called Bash Rip Rocks. Um, my friend Corey Morrow and I had been playing um, pretty much every Wednesday night. Um, we would go, this is kind of funny, we would go to Bible study first. <laughs> so we'd get the, all the churching out of the way early. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we'd go out to the uh, place called Midnight Rodeo, which is a big bar, uh a bunch of there's a bunch of them there's a there's a midnight rodeo in just about any town in texas um anyway we go to the rodeo and and you know it closed down at midnight and then we you know we'd have a case of beer and some whiskey and we'd all go over to david henry's house and play till the sun came up which meant we you know we almost never went to school uh to college on thursdays we would just skip thursdays all together and um so we uh David got so tired of missing class that he got us a gig um, that next weekend after the last one. He said, that's enough. And he got us me and Corey Morrow a gig at a place called Bash Rip Rocks. We charged five dollars a head. And uh, after we rented the PA and the the little stage that we stood on, I think Corey Morrow and I split about two hundred and fifty dollars we did it again the next week and and so we had a a net of of, you know 500 you know 250 dollars a piece over two week period and Corey quit college he said that's it i'm going to austin i'm going to seek fame and fortune and i was like man you're going to need a lot more than 250 bucks (laughs) so I stayed in school and he went on but you know we both have had wonderful lifelong careers in music so I don't really have complaints but Bash Rip Rocks is where it started
0: right you know it's funny that you say that because the first time I did a paint comedy gig I didn't know I was doing a paint comedy gig (laughs) Literally, literally the manager was like we've got a check in the office. And I'm like, no, sir, I paid my birthday at the bar. <laughs> and he said, no, you checks, stupid.
1: <laughs> well, I well, I bet you've had plenty of gigs uh, since then that you didn't make any money. I know I had a hell of a lot of gigs where I didn't make any money.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I still occasionally have a gig to- You know, some crazy thing happens. And luckily, at this point, we're okay, you know. We try to guard against it, but stuff happens. No doubt about it. Um, By the way, in watching videos, I came across the Iowa State Band. Right. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, years and years ago,
1: I was on a tour with Kenny Chesney and oh gosh, what's the what's the other band? Um Sugarland, exactly. Yeah. And then after that run with Chesney and Sugarland, Sugarland uh and I we went out on another tour for another quite extended period of time. And on that tour, uh, Coach Ferentz of the Hawkeyes, uh, Hawkeyes uh, head coach of the football team, came out to one of those shows and started, uh, we started a relationship, started a friendship because he really liked the song Wave on Wave. Now, um, the stadium there, Kinnick Stadium, you know they they were building a children's hospital at that time and that was 18 years ago or so anyway they complete they completed the uh i think it's the stein family family hospital or children's hospital and anyway they finished the hospital and it it's literally taller it's twice again as tall as the the highest seats in the stadium and all these kids at the end of the first quarter every game and they started this tradition you know years before they asked me to come up and join but um, they call it the Iowa wave. And at the end of the first quarter, they play wave on wave to the, uh, to the kids that are standing at the window waving and the entire stadium, 80,000 people are waving at these little, these kids that have, you know, cancer and all kinds of terrible diseases to deal with. Anyway, um, coach friends asked me, you know, he just didn't didn't think it was in something I would do. And he, then he finally asked me, he said, Hey, would you like to come sing wave on wave live to these kids and meet the kids and um so that got us a little bit into the rabbit hole of uh of man this is something i really can't wait to explore and uh we've done a live recording now with the band um so you know we don't have to come every time up there to, to play they actually played a live recording of of me with uh, my band playing with The marching band, a, a blessing to my life to get to go up there and see those kiddos. Obviously, during COVID, we've missed a couple of years to uh, you know up there with those kiddos. But um, man, it's uh, man. If you if you don't you don't have a heart if you can't if you go up there and, and you know <laughs> I tell you what you're you're gonna leave a little bit of yourself up there. It's it's oh, an amazing. Yeah. experience.
0: I remember the first time I watched that, I tears up. You know, I was, I was kind yeah. of feeling myself because I was with a lady friend, and here I am, this guy bawling because I see grown man crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i had people
1: give me uh people that have taken me to task, like some of the Red Raiders are like, "How come you don't come sing it?" You know that at home games for where you went to school. I'm like, man, the minute they build a children's hospital next to Jones Stadium in Lubbock, I'll come down there, but right now they haven't done it. Nobody's asked me.
0: (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It's funny how your friends always come up with these ideas and it's like, well, you know. I haven't changed my number. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, I have another question from the dance hall people on Facebook, yeah. um, it says, other than Luke and Buck, because that's where you were married, what is your favorite venue to play and why? Well, I can
1: answer that. I'll answer that in two different ways. Um, uh... Well, I'll do it three big three ways. Okay, if you go, you know, big, middle and small, you know, the big the big stage that um, was the Astrodome, the Houston livestock show and rodeo. And there's, you know, 50 some odd, 60 some odd thousand people there when you're playing in front of that kind of energy, that is an undeniable high for a, a, a singer, for a musician, for a band. To, to get up and just see that kind of power of that many people around. Um, and then when you go to like a middle middle ground, man, Stubbs in Austin is pretty hard to beat, man. I, I love that yeah, little amphitheater.
0: That, that's what I went with Chappelle in December.
1: They, yeah. Well, so you know how great that place is.
0: Oh, yeah, it's awesome.
1: It's yeah. And then on the smaller side, other than Luchenbach, I would say, Green Hall has always been very, very important to me um, on a very personal level. I saw Jerry Jeff Walker there. I saw uh, Merle Haggard there. I saw Chris Christopherson there. I, I saw all my heroes play in that in that room. And uh, Robert O'Keefe, Jack Ingram, you name it. Um, that was kind of the place where I like to go listen to music because you could really get close to the to the people that you were listening to. Lyle It comes to mind. You know, I've seen everybody there. So. Um, I've enjoyed that that venue quite a bit.
0: Yeah. I know that I saw you at Red Rock with sugar land. Red Rock is a very cool venue.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, you can't touch Red Rocks. It's it's definitely I think it's at the top or the top five of pretty much any musician's list, but I thought you when you asked the question from the dance hall, I thought you meant in Texas. Uh, And and I said, "Man, don't get me wrong. Red Rocks is, well, it's just a natural thing. It's it's so you know, it's made by the hand of God, kind of thing. So you know."
0: And I don't know about you, but when I went up to that microphone at Red Rocks, that's when I knew I was somebody. You know. You are. Because You're at the top of the pile, buddy. I don't know if you saw the backstage Red Rock that had plaques of yeah. everybody. The Beatles, yeah. the Rolling Stones. And us. Us, yes. yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm on three plaques in there for sure.
0: Yeah, me too. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, at that Sugar Land, Sugar during their stuff, there was some guy behind me with a big sign that said, Jennifer, it's my birthday, kiss me. <laughs> and I had met Jennifer, like, before the show, and I was in the front row. And she goes, "Fonseca, I'm coming down. So she jumped off stage into my lap to lean over and kiss the guy behind me. And people around me were like, oh, my God, you touched Jennifer Natalie.
1: Yeah, I did. I, she sat in my lap. She gave me a dance. <laughs>
0: The Avidity Fitness Podcast is a health and fitness show covering a range of topics, all wellness-related. From weight loss tips to discussions on toxic social media influencers, the Avidity Fitness Podcast is designed for everybody. Listen now on your favorite streaming service and continue to listen to Chris Crazy Legs Fonseca because laughter is the best medicine. Um, by the way, if you ever watched the episode a Baywatch reunion?
1: No, I haven't seen that yet. I, but I'll look it up today. I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, it's season six, episode eighteen. They actually wrote the episode for me. It's called Lost and Found. And season
1: six, Lost and Found.
0: It's on Amazon Prime. Got it. And what's funny, in the episode, you remember my buddy Toadam? I know. i met it for sure, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, when I get the script, I'm like, ToeJam, does this say what it said? Which I think it says I handcuffed myself to Pamela Anderson in the episode. How cool is that? And it's never I, happened to me. I mean, I I grew up in you know a little town in Colorado named Fort Morgan. There's no way that the odds would say that a disabled kid would someday be on the number one show in the world. <laughs> He's himself to pay my
1: Well, I I just think that's awesome. You know, I you know, I never uh, I never dreamed I'd get to do all the things I, I got to do in my life. Um, but you know, my mine is like Willie Nelson and other dudes. At least you got some hot chick to go hang with yourself too.
0: Oh yeah, I know. I talked with John Willie's road manager, and we're doing a documentary on me for. Probably Netflix. Dave Chappelle is helping me with that. But I had the crazy idea to write a song for the end of the documentary. And and it's called How It Didn't Kill Me, I'll Never Know. And what would be really cool would be if you and Willie would join me. You know, I don't I don't like music. Well, I'd love for Willie to join. We have
1: to find a time when he's not in uh, Hawaii hanging
0: out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I love Willie. We met back In the 90s, we did the Christopher Reeves Celebration of Hope. That was one of those moments (coughs) where I thought, what the heck am I doing here? Because it was really Stevie Wonder, Amy Grant, Aaron Neville, Mary Chapin Carpenter. And then at the end of that show, they brought us all out together to sing. There I am with some of the greatest voices in American history. And there's like 20 or 30 of us. And they have like five microphones. They give one to me. The guy who can't (laughs) sing and can't hold it steady. I was uh, wondering, can he hold it too? (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. That's great. At the end of the song, Stevie asked Willie if he could guide him backstage. And for a moment, Willie was like, and then he's like, oh yeah, you're blind. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm Stevie,
1: you just hold on to Chris's chair, push it, and I'll guide you both.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was a real moment. You know?
1: Fantastic. Great memory.
0: Yeah. So are you working on any new music? yeah
1: thanks for asking man we just finished uh we just finished our new record not sure what it's going to be titled yet we're obviously going to wait till uh till covid lets up a little bit more before we you know get it out into the public and start touring on the new songs Uh, but i'm very very excited the band and i went in in december and and cut it and it's in the mixing process right now so it could be finished just about any day but I'm gonna wait until you know people are ready to get out in the public and go hang out and, and go to concerts again. And uh, until I put it out, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready. Um, I, I, I do feel like um, uh, we're moving with the vaccine. We're moving in the right direction. I'm sure you feel the same way. I feel very positive that sooner or later, sooner than later, we're gonna be back out there.
0: Oh yeah, it'll be great to be back on the road myself. And of course, I have to get my Pat Green picks.
1: Me too, Chris. Denver. I'm the same way. It seems like we've been seeing each other every time in Denver. I'm ready for you to get back on the roads. <laughs>
0: yeah, and we've seen each other. I went to Green Hall once. I, yep, true. Sure. I went to Cowboys in San Antonio. Yep, We even...
1: we've done the world tour together
0: yeah we have so is there like a new single yeah there's
1: this one it's called build you a bar if i could build you a bar right it's this it's a love song to my wife about um you know if i could do anything I'd, i'd build you a place where you could hang out with all your old friends and It'd be close enough to walk home, uh, you know, all, all the things that make a, a great bar great. And, uh, you know, lots of different kinds of tequila. She's a tequila monster. And uh, so, yeah, anything to make her
0: smile, you know. That's awesome. Please send my love to Cory. I will, for sure. I've never met your kids, but they're teenagers. Well, yeah, I
1: know, right? And that crazy Kellis was just studying behind me because he's home because of COVID. But um, yeah, he was just studying behind me. I'm like, hey, man, I need my office. You're gonna—I'm talking to Chris on on a, on, a, uh, on a Zoom podcast, and then so I had to kick him out. But uh, he'll be back up here. in
0: <laughs> a Awesome, cool. Um, I have one last question. You know, I introduced you as a Texas country legend which you are my friend and proud to say that but when you hear that like what does it mean to you and what how do you try to live up to that Man,
1: I, I, sometimes I feel like I just have to be as crazy as humanly possible because I look around the landscape and I see and I, you know, I remember and God bless, uh, you know, guys like Jerry, Jeff Walker, and Jack Ingram and and all these guys that, that had such a strong hand in kind of forming my sound and my and making me kind of really want to be in the scene. So I, I guess I, I get the, I think gratitude is what I, I feel the most. Uh, gratitude that I, I was that my my specific um, skill set was really what people wanted right when I walked into the door when I was a very young person and um, again it means it have a lot of responsibility I have um, you know I, I love looking at the younger younger bands that are coming up right now I think about Parker McCollum and Cole Wetzel and I uh, mean and then just, Generation before that, I think about, uh, you know, the Randy Rogers and the, and all those guys that came in the door just after we did. I, I think that, man, it's it's just like Willie did for us. Willie Nelson was always so kind um, and and Ray Benson and Sleep at the Wheel and all those guys. They were they really wanted to see the young guys make it and they, they were genuine in that. They didn't see us as a threat and they didn't um, make us feel like we were less. Um, So that's that's what I want to be. It's just a positive impact on the rest of our scene uh, as long as I can be here.
0: That's cool. Tina, are you still there? I don't see you. Uh, I'm here. Oh, hi, Tina. Hi. How's it going?
2: Well, you know, a little COVID crazy, but so far we're all healthy, so yay.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a part of it right now. It's like I was, I've been telling my wife for a while now is that, you know, it's, it's really just, it's the world we live in. And, you know, still putting my pants on the same way. So let's go kind of thing.
2: Right. Mm. Another weird little tidbit is um, my memory popped up on my Facebook. You know how that does. A year ago, I was at the Rustic. And I went to see Miranda Lambert, Parker McCollum, and the Randy Rogers Band. And that was my last concert. Oh, so wow. that was a good one.
1: Yeah, it was. Absolutely. It would have only
2: been better if you had been there. But, you know, can't have everything. I,
1: they, listen, that sounds like a great lineup.
2: I may have been to a few of your shows.
1: I can see that.
2: <laughs>
1: I, can see that.
2: <laughs> I may have lost track.
1: That's great. That, that's pay. really cool that you have all those tickets. Those yeah, days. well that's Those
2: just days. two years. That's two years.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> Got my anyway, so, see.
2: Oh lots of them. It's more lots of trouble them
1: these days. But.
2: Yeah. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Well thank you. But my um sir. I
1: was gonna say, do you have a you have a something you wanna that you're curious about?
2: My question. Yeah. Of course, um uh, we everybody knows you're a big um Bruce Springsteen fan. Absolutely. Okay, he's one of your biggest influences. Uh, you know, absolutely feels just nothing. like it should. You know, was such an obvious yeah, um, right? nod to that. Yeah. So, what'd you think about the uh, short film commercial last night?
1: You know, I have to be honest. I was sitting. I was over at a, a great friend of mine's house. It lives about four four houses down from here, and and we had I don't know four or five of us guys that. All our wives know each other and and, and so all the girls were in another room. I gotta be I gotta be honest I didn't really watch a lot of the commercials. I saw Bruce on the the TV uh, but I didn't I didn't hear the message I was we were busy chatting it up what, what was the, what was the message he was giving?
2: Well, it was about unity yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very artistically done, beautiful. I think yeah, you'll I like
1: it. It was black and white. I saw his face. Yeah. So I'm putting his hat on and all that.
2: Yeah. He's amazing. Well, I mean.
1: I, yeah, I think he kind of transcends all. He's like Willie. Um, and there's a few guys that are like that. You know, there's a very few number of people in this in this world where pretty much everybody's a fan. It doesn't matter kind of what walk you know where, where you're on your walk of life everybody's a fan of that guy or that girl because they're bigger than just music they're they're just big people and um uh you know i know you know i know he's a jersey guy but i i've met him a couple of times and i thought he was just the nicest most genuine human being uh, one time he took a picture with my kids and and uh, my kids were as tall as he was,
0: <laughs> but he,
1: you know he, he, he grinned. And bear, you know he's one of the most famous people on the planet, but he'll sit there and you know hang out with your kids. So that's the kind of guy. He
2: yeah, like you.
1: Well, thank you. I, I try. I mean, there's time if it's raining or if I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Tina, for joining us. Thanks, Tina.
2: Well, thank you for asking me.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. a pleasure. It's always a, a good to hear from you. Come see me. I think we've got a show coming up. Uh, we're um, uh, we're doing some down in Austin. It's like kind of our. We're doing Nutty Brown. We've got uh, the Whitewater Amphitheater. I know we're looking at some shows up here in the Metroplex too. So keep your ear to the ground.
2: Oh, you know I will. Right on, baby. Bye, PG. Love, Love you.
0: Love you. Enjoying the laughs when in Colorado Springs? Laugh. Live at Looney's Comedy Corner, one of the country's longest running comedy clubs from the days of Roseanne Barr to new power headliners like Polly Shore. The laughs keep coming. For upcoming shows, go to loonies.com. L, two O's, two N's, two E's, dot com. Now back to Chris and his guest. So, uh, um... As we wrap up, every time I start getting ready for a show, I put on the Pat Green mix, and my mix starts out with my favorite Pat Green song, which is Carry On. Wow. Would you mind giving a little Carry On? Let's see here. Yeah, I got to tune my guitar now. You know, it's funny because <laughs> you usually open with this song. Yeah. Which is cool, but at the same time, it's like my favorite song is at the beginning. So you're like, the show's over when it yeah, starts. Exactly. <laughs>
1: It's like feel oh, like <laughs> Yeah, man, that's uh, that's funny. It's it's. I think it's such an uplifting, positive song, um, and it's really my attitude towards life in general. It's like, man, yes, there are difficult things, and there are hard times, and there are uh, hard decisions to make, and there are uh, times where it seems you have anxiety about whatever it is that you have anxiety about. Um, but to me, the reality is as is, 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 is well is that, man, you can just put that down for a minute. You know, you put that aside yeah. and, yeah. you know, and it's got that jangly little, that that top end is so cool, man. It just gets in the mood, right? Yeah. So that, the music is just as important. Um, a friend of mine, J-Boy Adams, played me that riff. I was like... That is such a cool little just a, it's a, a, I don't know it, has a, it, it had a ring in, in, in my ear and I went up to Nashville Walt Wilkins who's a Texas guy uh, was up there uh, at the time and uh, I got together and I played him that little musical riff and then uh, I mean you know within an hour or two that song was laying on the table and I couldn't believe it and I mean it's still. I don't know. I, for whatever it's worth, to everybody out there listening, it's it's easily inside the top three songs that I ever that I ever written or been a part of writing.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's very cool. And I'm sorry, time, I keep
1: spoiling the first half of your show. I know.
0: It <laughs> talks to me every time I I turn on a new person to Pat Green music. I'm like, yeah, wave on wave, it's a big hit, but you gotta use this. Hey, look, there's Kelis right there. Say oh, hi, Chris. How you doing, man. <laughs> Yeah, how about nice you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet
1: you as well. You're meeting the world right now. This is a big podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Right, like, I love uh, you right. <laughs> Okay. But, yeah.
1: I'll
0: be done in just a little while, so I'll, I'll tell you when we're done. I right, do yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. And I I lost track because I think I've brought like 120 different people to see you over the years. So, yeah, I really did
1: appreciate that, Chris. You yeah. know, I think that You're one of the sweetest guys. Your heart's in the right place. Have a few drinks, have a few laughs. That's kind of where you're at,
0: you know? Yep. But if you wouldn't mind doing those Mm carry-on? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure.
1: I've tired of the city. No boys and BS got them down. Seems like you need a little, little country. Yeah. A little back road is A little bit old, top of the old town. If I got you get away sometime. Forget about yourself. Wow, see me that all you need is a red right top car to ride
0: me, okay?
1: Alright, just might me a little high and high,
0: okay?
1: I'm alright, carry on, it's legal in Colorado, you
0: know? <laughs> Thank you. I need, I need my whole band here to make that thing work out, right? Oh, yeah. No, I get it. But thank you very much. Thank you for spending some time with me. The podcast will be on Spotify and YouTube and anywhere I'll make else. sure
1: everybody knows where to get
0: it. Okay. Thank you, Pat. God bless you. I will God bless see you, here. my great
1: friend. Yes.
0: I'll see you in Waco in May.
1: Perfect, man. I'm looking forward to it. My hometown. Yeah. Woo! That's an exciting place.
0: Okay. Love you, man.
1: Love you, too, Chris. Great to see your face.
0: Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. For more and and Pat Green, go to Pat Green. Com. For more info on me, go to FonsecaComedy.com. Hope to see you soon. We'll have a new episode with a new guest in two weeks. Thank you.